Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hello, and welcome to Bar Down Breakdown, episode 152. We figured we'd take a little bit of a different approach on this episode because there is something so juicy, it's lighting the world on fire right now. And that, of course, is the When We Were Young Music Festival, which has emo kids and pop punk kids and the like just divided in half. Uh, it's very interesting uh, to see people going so crazy about this. Um, and I'm kind of interested to hear Mikey's opinion. I'm sure he's interested in hearing mine. And of course, we're interested in hearing yours, too. So, um, you know, if you're checking this out, um, you know, let us know what you think about this festival and the comments and all that fun stuff. But just to give you some context clues and case you uh, have been under a rock. Um, the When We Were Young Festival was announced for October 22nd, 2022 in Las Vegas at the Las Vegas Festival Grounds. Over 60 bands are playing a one-day festival, three stages, 12 hours. Uh, seems like it could be a logistical nightmare, but I guess you do just have to remember that Live Nation has been doing stuff like this for years and years. So uh, you can teeter on the optimism or the pessimism, but let's talk a little bit about it. So uh, before we talk about, I guess, like what we think about how the festival is going to go, uh, what problems there are, uh, I kind of want to talk about the lineup 
right? I mean, like that is just a staggering lineup. I mean, you know, we talk about only 2001 to 2005. Um, and like, I would say 75% of the bands fit into this. Um, so I could do something fancy, Tom. I could pull it up right there. Look at that. I had it as my background. I couldn't look behind me to see it, but let's, let's just like talk about this. So first and foremost, your, your two main headliners are my chemical romance and Paramore. So uh, that's pretty big. That's huge actually, because uh, Paramore has kind of been on a hiatus uh, for a couple of years now, or I shouldn't say a couple of years, maybe about a year or two. Uh, at least they haven't actively been touring because, you know, Haley has had some, um, you know, solar records come out and all that stuff, but um, Paramore's huge. And my chem is also huge. I mean, you know, they're, uh, you know, coming off of uh, a couple of reunion shows during COVID that never happened, but uh, this is pretty big. Um, any, uh, I mean, you know, there are a bunch of other bands on here that kind of stand out, but um, you know, tell me what you're thinking. So, I, I I think that they definitely left a few off and some of the tweets that came out yesterday of, of people that were left off were pretty hysterical. And <sighs> I, I saw that you replied to Bryce Avery from the rocket summer. Sure did. And I thought that was hysterical, <laughs> but you know, it, it's also very hard to see. And maybe I missed this, but do you see the starting line on there? They are. Yep. Oh, they are on there. Yes, they are. Okay. So like makes sense the starting line, but how perfect would it have been for like a something corporate reunion? Mm-hmm. Right. I feel like that's a big one that's left off. Mm-hmm. You know, Bryce Avery and the rocket summer were huge at that point. Like mm-hmm. maybe bring that one back. Mm-hmm. And then I also see a lot of like current bands that are on here that are still like very active yeah and i i feel like maybe if you were going to include some current bands why not someone like little fish to give them a chance at like some real exposure okay so i i I think that first of all we're going to get into like the guarantees and like how is this even possible hmm like when you have this many like heavy hitter bands, yeah, for sure, all playing, you know, they're all going to want to get paid. Oh, yeah, and that would make me have diarrhea every night <laughs> thinking about how am I paying all of these bands, especially so, if, like tickets don't sell as well. Like, yeah, I would be legit scared. So, like, let's let's talk about something here, right? So, um, I'm just going to do a, a quick count here. So, it's Two, seven, twelve. There's like, looks like about 60 bands, right? Just about. So they've announced that it's going to be a 12 hour festival with three stages, right? So if you break it up, let's call that 20 bands per stage, right? So a 12 hour festival, um, you figure what let's break that down into minutes right so 12 hours and minutes was that 12 times 60 that's 720 minutes so you divide that by 20 right and that gets you just about 35 minutes per band right okay so not thinking about 
you know, the time that it is going to take to turn over each, um, you know, each band's equipment and all that fun stuff. Realistically, you're probably looking at, you know, bigger bands getting maybe 45 minutes to an hour and the bands that are lower on the bill, maybe getting only 20 or 25 minutes. So it like kind of harkens back to what warp tour was right. Where, you know, you'd only get to maybe see seven or eight songs get played, but like the ticket price for that, right. is just like, you know, you're talking the baseline price is $225 for a ticket. So, I mean, like, are you really going to spend that much money? And, you know, unless you're from Vegas, airfare, lodging, all that fun stuff, just to see like Anne Berlin play seven songs like that would, that kind of bums me out, you know, like based on the billing, you know, like, does that mean the starting line is only going to get to play eight songs? Like that's anticlimactic if there ever was anything. Right. So like, that's the first thing I think about. Like I look at this lineup and I think it's, it's unbelievable in terms of the bands that are playing. I think it's diverse. I think it's really cool. I think it has a lot of bands that I'd love to see, but do I really want to go all the way out to Vegas, spend all that kind of money just to see, you know, the starting line play, you know, leaving and best of me and Island and that's it. Right. You know, am I like on the right path with that? No, I totally agree. Like your knee jerk reaction when you see this is like, oh, I want to go. I'm going to this. Yeah. And then like the adult in you, because, you know, that's who they're. We we are the target demographic for this festival. (laughs) Very true. So so I'm assuming that we are thinking like a lot of people when they saw this, like, oh, yeah, this is cool. Like I like the majority of these bands. I would love to go to this. And then. You're like, all right, well, it's only one day. Mm-hmm. How are all these bands playing in one day? Yeah, oh, a twelve-hour day. I don't know if my thirty-five-year-old body can do a twelve-hour day. Yeah. And then you're like, all right, Vegas. You know, October. It could still be very hot. And yeah, <laughs> like one of the perks for the VIP is being able to use an air-conditioned bathroom. So, <laughs> so if you're not VIP, like you're you're going to be, I'm guessing. Warp tour style using yep. those hot, smelly porta potties. Absolutely. And as a 35 year old adult, uh, that doesn't seem appealing to me. Yeah, not for sure. I get that. And then the and then the other thing to talk about, um, just because you you had kind of talked about it before, and I and you know you just love to talk uh, talk the money side of it, which is kind of interesting. But yeah, like so, I'm not sure. I, I know the festival grounds. I think are are pretty big. Um, so I'm not quite sure how many tickets they can sell, right? But I mean, you looking at, I would say, 10 bands on here just specifically. So looking at My Chem, Paramore, Bring Me the Horizon, Day to Remember, Avril Lavigne, Jimmy Eat World, like Bright Eyes, I guess, probably the used... Now, now let's talk like, about that real quick. Like, is how much money is is Bright Eyes like a main headline of this festival? I mean, based on the way they're billed, it looks like they are. I mean, maybe like, I'm co- like completely out of touch there, but that seems a little out out like 
as the outlier there between like the other ones. That I would as I would say it's definitely an outlier, but also Bright Eyes were an enormous like sad boy act in the early 2000s. I mean, like they were like one of the biggest, you know, but I mean, you know, I, I don't want to sit here and try to pontificate because I don't know the music business that well, but you'd have to think probably my chem and Paramore alone are probably looking at like easily 50 grand each, if not more. Right. I would think. And then, I mean, bring me the horizon a day to remember. They're probably up there as well, especially bring me the horizon being from England. You've got Avril Lavigne, who I'm sure, you know, they're going to pay a lot. I don't, you know, I, that to me is probably the biggest outlier just because like, I, you know, I could care less, but, but there are some other bands on this bill that have like smaller billing in terms of where their stickers are, but that are still like pretty hefty. I mean, like the main headlined sad summer fest, I'm pretty sure. You know, you've got bands like the All-American Rejects who were huge. You've got Pierce the Veil who are huge. The Used were huge. Manchester Orchestra is enormous. Taking Back Sunday, Dashboard. And then you've got like all of these smaller bands that are getting smaller billing, but they're still like bigger bands. I mean, you've got uh, Ice Nine Kills, Neck Deep. You know, you've got Sleeping with Sirens, Dance Gavin Dance. You've got, um, you know, all of these bands that like by themselves, like sell out tours, you know? So there's probably a lot of money in this festival, like a lot of it. And I guess that's why they're hoping that, you know, they can pull the nostalgia card and people from all over the country or hell all over the world will pay $250 a ticket to do this. I, I think that's what they're banking on, right? They, they didn't want to only have 10 or 15 bands like they went all in and they mm -hmm. got they got definitely the the big names on this festival from this time period and you know emo alternative music that's definitely what they were thinking on the business end now mm -hmm. you mentioned like oh this is organized by live nation you know that they know how to handle this do they tom like i'm pretty sure that they were the ones behind that travis scott like music festival that yeah. a few people unfortunately so, lost their lives at. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, it's kind of hard to like address that, right? Because live nation was the promoter. Um, but at the same time, the onus was on, I mean, it falls on the promoter of course, but the onus was also on the security that were there that maybe weren't doing their job to best police, you know, how the, the, you know, the crowd was and a little bit of the onus is on the performer to not, you know, recognize when people are in trouble. Um, but yeah, I mean, Live Nation, a lot of people have, you know, been going onto Twitter and social media to say that, like, this is Live Nation's way to, like, combat the negative publicity that they um, unfortunately got with the Astroworlds, um, you know, tragedy. And maybe they're right. You know, maybe that is correct. Maybe this is, you know, a way to not only change their public image, but recoup some money. Um, but I mean, when I think of Live Nation, I think of, you know, things like, you know, Bamboozle, I think, was a Live Nation event, if I'm not mistaken. Um, skate and Surf might have been or Skate and Surf, surf might have been something else. But 
Um, like I know that they've done a tremendous amount of, uh, of festivals and shows like this. So, you know, I'm not too, I, I don't want to harp on, on like live nation and Astroworld and all that kind of stuff, just because I, I don't want to speak out of turn, but you know, I mean, I, I think if handled well, this could be, this could go off. But then again, the other caveat here is what's the world going to be like in October and what bands are, you know, in the midst of postponing tours now that might not be able to do this because they have to postpone dates for then, or who isn't going to be able to make this festival and who's waiting in the wings on the B squad to come in, you know? So there's a lot of different variables here, I think. Now, did you read the fine print on the website? Uh, I read a little bit of it, but I know the big glaring thing I saw is that uh, they did say that uh, no re- there were no refunds. 100% no refunds. So like you mentioned, you know, October, knock on wood, hopefully, you know, the, the world and this country is looking back on the pandemic as something in the past. But it's it's really hard to predict that that that's mm-hmm. going to happen by October. Mm-hmm. And you already mentioned, you know, it's it's January right now, middle of January, end of January. And a lot of the bands that are on here are canceling tours right now that are mm-hmm. scheduled for the spring and even into like, you know, June's and July. So, yeah, if I'm shelling out and, and you know, as an adult, a 35 year old adult, like, yeah, if I'm out 250 bucks, it's not the end of the world for me. Yeah. However, that's the bottom of the barrel. There, yeah. there, there are VIP packages that go mm-hmm. up into the into the thousands. Yeah. So, you know, at, at that point, then you got some people that are going to be very, very upset if you know that. Let's be honest. If you're paying and willing to pay thousands of dollars to go to this festival, you're probably looking to see like My Chemical Romance and Paramore and the the big names, right? Mm-hmm. But who knows knock on wood what yep. could happen in october if those acts have to drop off this festival mm-hmm. are you still then like yeah you know 1200 bucks was a good investment for this festival i don't know yeah i, I think you're gonna be uh a little angry i i would agree with that and then uh um i i definitely would so what i'm gonna do is uh we're gonna real quick talk about our sponsor DraftKings, but uh after i do that I'm going to kind of give you some insight as to how I would have booked this festival. Um, what I would have done to have made it more special, more appealing. Uh, and then you can give me some of your, your final thoughts on that too. Uh, but before we kind of dig into that, I just wanted to, you know, kind of tell everybody about our sponsor DraftKings. So as you guys know, um, NFL playoffs are in full, full swing and we're on to the divisional round at this point. So, um, DraftKings is an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and they're celebrating uh, a huge odds boost for new customers. If you remember from uh, an episode ago, uh, they're doing 56 to one odds right now on any team in, uh, in celebration of Super Bowl 56. So if you bet $5, you can get 280 in free bets if your team wins. This is awesome. So if Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet. You can still get in on the action of the divisional round. Everyone can play for huge cash prices with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contests. And DraftKings has given all their new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with just their first deposit. Millions of dollars. 
you got to love it. DraftKings is just out here killing it. So down, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN, the Hockey Podcast Network, THPN, and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. So pick it. any NFL team that's still in the hunt for it. Bet just $5. You can win 280 in free bets. That's so awesome. Promo code THPN for those 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And do remember, you have to be 21 years of older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, a minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer, and restrictions do apply. So see DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for detail. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or who else would you call, Mikey? Our boy Vinny from I Am The Avalanche or The Movie Life. Yeah, he's, he, he's, he's both. He's in both. He's in both. So that was good. I like that. I, li- I think he did a good job there. So this is what I would have done. I'm just going to tell you what I would have done if I was. Can I can I just interject real quick? Because I realized for that first 15 minutes of this segment, we were a little negative at the end of the day. Like this is good for the music scene. Oh, yeah. If everything goes off and there's no hiccups, it's going to be a great time. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to fly to Vegas to go to it. Mm -hmm. But if it was in North Carolina. I would probably be there. And I'm sure if it was in Florida, you'd probably be there. So I, I guess let's get that out of the way. So we don't just seem like, like two internet trolls that are just like, <laughs> like bashing anything just so, to bash it. So here's what I'm going to say though. I, you know, I am actually kind of strongly considering it maybe a little bit more than you are. Um, and especially because one of the things that I've always wanted to do um, I've never been to Vegas personally. Amanda has my wife. She loves it. Um, but one of the things that I've wanted to do since their inception was to go see a Knights game in Vegas. And October, you know, October 22nd, 23rd, you know, the, the season should be, you know, maybe a couple weeks in. So, I mean, I might be able to get that opportunity, which would kind of sweeten this deal for me. Um, and did you see Brendan Burke's tweet? Oh, and he just tweeted like who he wants to see in the. Well, he first tweeted at the NHL like, "Hey, please let there be an Islanders game in Vegas this weekend, so he could go to it." So I thought that was pretty funny. If he's if, if he's got that kind of pull, man, that would be something else. If I could see the Islanders play the Knights in Vegas, that would be uh, that'd be a, a one for the ages. But um, but yeah, so I mean, like you know, I'm. I, there's a lot of positivity that surrounds this, and I think this could be a really cool event. But if I would have booked this, this is what I would have done just to make it more, more of like a really exclusive kind of thing, right? So, um, I would have still kept it one day, you know, twelve-hour festival. I would have probably cut the bands in half, and maybe done one extra stage. But what I would have done is said, okay, we'll pick twenty-five bands, right? And instead of those 25 bands just playing these short little 25-minute sets, what have you, I would have said, okay, uh, AFI, um, you know, we, we sing the sorrow front to back, you know, something you would never maybe get the opportunity to see. Or, um, you know, the starting line is playing. Let's, let's do say it like you mean it front to back. Uh, Taking Back Sunday is playing. Let's do where you want to be front to back, you know. Um, Uh, you know, armor for sleep is playing. Let's do dream to make believe front to back, you know, like some really cool, you know, only one time things that would really generate a huge buzz. But the other thing that I love about a festival like this, right. Is a 
lot of these bands ran, you know, toured together a long, long time ago, ran in the same circles. A lot of these guys are going to be seeing each other probably for the first time in years, you know? And I think the opportunity for there to be some really cool surprises that you wouldn't get to see otherwise is still realistic. I mean, you know, like you've got, you know, like just to say it, like, you know, uh, the thing off the top of my head, but Pierce the Veil has a song that has Jeremy from A Day to Remember that he's featured on. This is going to be a cool time where I guarantee you they're going to play that song and he's going to come out and sing his feature, right? You might not get to see that very often. You know, you've got bands like, um, you know, Senses Fail and The Starting Line, uh, you know, who like were both on drive through Records, who were like both, you know, kind of running at the same time. Like, who knows when those guys get together? Like, maybe one of them is going to be like, hey, let's do a, a Blink-182 cover and we'll all get on stage and sing it like you know there might be some really cool things but if i were booking this festival i would have cut down the amount of bands had them do you know full album sets something that would be a little bit more um you know fun and enjoyable uh but again like i said we're, we can only really sit here and pontificate so who knows what this festival with the genesis of it was really supposed to be you know i'm sure that they probably reached out to a lot of older and defunct artists to say hey would you want to do this? And logistically they may not have been able to, or the money wasn't there. Who knows? I don't know. But um, I will say that even though I have some trepidation about it, just because again, you know, a, a ton of people in, even, even if it's not an enclosed area, but a ton of people in a, in a space, um, you know, there's a little bit of concern about that, you know, especially with the the pandemic and, you know, with some of the horror stories that you hear about festivals like this, you know, there's a little bit of concern, but, it's also, you know, a different kind of crowd, you know? So um, I know there's a lot of fandom for My Chem and Paramore and Bring Me the Horizon and A Day to Remember and stuff like that. But as as much as people like bands like Thursday or The Starting Line or um, Motionless and White or Mayday Parade, I, you know, I don't think you're going to have like the type of panic, um, you know, and the type of like insanity that happened at that, at, at that Travis Scott show. So... I don't know. Again, I think it's super cool. There are a lot of bands that I want to see. I'm very much considering it, but uh, I kind of just love to hear your final thoughts about it. You know, Mikey, and kind of just let me know like what your where no, your I, head's at. Honestly, what you mentioned, like if they would have cut this in half mm -hmm. and and did what you said, like you know, guarantee that you know. Armor for Sleep's going to pl play Dream to Make Believe and like do some of those mm -hmm. real nostalgic nostalgic albums. Yeah. Like that might have been the convincing factor for me. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, like some of these bands over the last 20 years have put out a few dud, dud records. Agreed. <laughs> and the last thing you want to do after dropping that amount of money is see a band that you used to love 20 years ago playing all their new songs where, you know, you, you, you can't fault the band for doing that. But at the same time, like if you're selling this as a nostalgic, like when we were young, tour, mm -hmm. yep. Like, yeah, you better be playing those <laughs> songs and albums from that, that time period. And I, I think by cutting it in half and, you know, I know <laughs> Avril Lavigne's trying to 
to do her comeback and everything. But like, mm-hmm. is that a name that's necessarily drawn a lot of people from this scene to go? I, I don't know. Maybe yeah. maybe I'm being a little bit of a gatekeeper there. I, I who knows? But I think yeah, they they went over the top, and, but. At the end of the day, I saw CNN was talking about this and like some major news outlets are talking about this festival, which, you know, if they cut this venue, uh, this package down in half, maybe they're not getting that publicity. So, Tom, what do you and I know at the end of the day? Nothing. And that's why nothing. Nobody reached out to us to ask us to put on this festival. And who knows? (laughs) I mean, maybe maybe thinking about live nation putting on a festival maybe gives us an idea for something. Uh. I don't know, but you may, you might just have to keep tuning in to find out because, uh, you know, we're, we were young at one point. Bar down breakdown. We bar certainly breakdown, are not young anymore. We're not young anymore. And bar down breakdown though. Bar down breakdown is still young, you know, in terms of dog years, bar down breakdown is like 97. 20, 20, what, 20, 997. We're not that, bar down breakdown isn't that old, but you know, who knows? Yeah, maybe, but, but you're going by dog years in podcast years, three years is like 15 per year. Oh, yeah. So then, yeah, that's we're like 97. But hey, listen, at least you're listening to these old 97 year old podcast geezers talk about all the crazy music that they love. But check it all out. Right. Tell me right off the bat, yeah. real quick, Tom, who's what? the number one? band on this lineup that you're like yep i need to see them for me yeah um honestly it's this is hard that's a hard one um uh off the top of my head uh, i'm probably gonna say the starting line honestly uh that probably would be one of the most important bands for me to see uh because they're just one of my favorite bands but like if i had to pick five i would probably say the starting line no 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 no, oh, no, no i can't pick t- five okay because no, so, that makes it easier because all right, so i'm like, gonna say that yeah i'm gonna say but, that, the starting line. so then i feel like we're not the tar- target demographic because i feel like the target demographic would be like oh i definitely want to see my chemical romance but to me that that doesn't do much for me i mean i'm i, I like i'm gonna see my chemical romance and i'm gonna love it don't get me wrong but like as far as like the biggest draw for me, the biggest draw for me are bands like the starting line and Anne Berlin and acceptance and like, you know, um, you know, bands that like kind of don't play anymore. And uh, for me personally, it's just those types of bands. The starting line Thursday, you know, um, glass jaw, glass jaw. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, freaking. Uh, you know like dashboard and taking back sunday even you know like just bands that like you know are are kind of approaching maybe the twilight of their careers you know um but i guess mike hem and paramore in that same boat it's it's kind of hard to say it really is but um what about you what would be your biggest draw for this show honestly i i I think it's going to be armor for sleep even though they just did their reunion tour and Mm -hmm. i didn't get to it and I'm yeah. super mad that I didn't get to it. So mm-hmm. it's probably that one. And um, I mean, like, and like I said, I, you know, like there are bands on here that like, if like, if they're not conflicting with like someone who I really, really want to see, I would go see, like, I would, oh, I would definitely, see all, I would see all of them. I would go like see you said, there, there's yeah. going to be conflicts between oh, yeah. 
only mm-hmm. three stages. So, yep, yep. And it's going to be, like I said, it's going to be an interesting thing to see how this pans out. And I think a lot of people are going to buy tickets. And then the next thing is going to be when the dreaded schedule comes out, you know? And then people are like, oh shit, I have to choose between AFI and, you know, Atreyu. Oh no, I got to choose between, you know, um, the starting line or, you know, like Manchester Orchestra. Oh shit. Like, how do I do that? You know, luckily though, you you definitely got to think that like the bands that have the top billing probably negotiated like not having like anyone to counteract them. I just, I'm really interested. I'm really interested to see how that pans out because I mean, it's a 12 hour festival, but they might, not have all of the stages running concurrently. They might like stagger some of them, you know, they might have like, you know, a stage start at 11 and then another stage starts at 1130. And then that other, that one stage that started at 11, the last band finishes up at 1030. Whereas the last band finishes up at 11, who knows how they do it. Um, They might do it in a way that they try to mitigate some of that crossover issue, but it is what it is, you know? Well, Tom, at the end of the day, like we said, we don't know anything other no. than I'm probably not going to be there. You might be there. We'll see. Either way, it's it's as, as I just hope it goes off well so Me that too. we don't have like a black cloud hanging over the emo and, and like pop punk scene that means so much to us because Agreed. you know, I, I think that this can go off without like riots or anything like that and you know, it, it's fun on day two to joke about it just because it's like, you know, it's the, the hot topic. But at the yeah. end of the day, I just want it to, to go well. Everyone stay safe and have a, a, a great day enjoying some music from the past, but also some music that is still very current. And uh, that's my two cents. I think something corporate should be on there. I would have probably... <laughs> bought it bought a ticket if something corporate was on there but Mm -hmm. and who knows man that might have that might have just been one of those things where like andrew mcmahon just wasn't willing to do it or the money wasn't there or the people weren't there who knows but yes i agree i do hope this goes out uh goes off without a hitch Uh, i hope that it's not panic trying to buy tickets i hope that the festival is well organized i trust live nation I, i i trust their ability to to make cool things happen so I'm excited to see how this plays out. I know you are too. And we are excited for you guys to uh, tune in. Uh, You know, this episode will drop on Tuesday. We're going to have some cool episodes coming up in the next couple of weeks. So stick with us. Uh, We will get back to talking about some hockey as depressing as it is for us Islander fans. Again, we're not an Islanders podcast and there is some cool stuff going on in the hockey world. So uh, tune in next week. We will chat a bit about that, have a cool guest. And uh, that's all, all we got to say about that. So, um, Excellent, man. Um, you know, I'm gonna go on, uh, on a limb here and say that the sleeper of this whole show, the sleeper band of this whole show, is going to be Ice Nine Kills. I think they're gonna just like put on just such an insane show, and people that didn't know about Ice Nine Kills are just gonna be like, holy shit. What did I just watch? This rules. 
Hey, that's what I think for our homie Joe. I hope that is the case. And honestly, I now that you said that, I, I thought you were going to put me on the spot and I was going to have to do one. But I totally agree because I've seen them live and it won me over and I'm a pop punk kid. So if it can win me over, if you're into like melodic hardcore and hardcore, yeah, you're you're going to be an Ice Nine Kills fan. Hell yeah. Ice Nine Kills, Joe Cutie. What a guy. What a homie. Awesome. Well, thanks for tuning in, listening to us talk about the crazy When We Were Young Festival. If you have an opinion, you let us know about it. You know, let us know in the comments or wherever you want to let us know. Maybe on Twitter, maybe on Instagram. Maybe you want to tell me to my face. I don't care. Do it. Not with that mustache. They're, they'll be scared to tell you to your face. Yeah. Looking like Wario. Um, my Wario is my favorite. But Mikey, thank you so much for letting us do this again. It's, it's All right. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to end this. Peace be with you, Tom. And also with you. <laughs>